Welcome to the Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful I have a hair on my face co-host. I have a hair on my face, Batmap. <laughs> I have many hairs on my face. I have a beard. Yeah, he does. Yep. You know that. We have an Instagram. Check us out yes! on our Instagram. I posted a second thing. Hey. It was completely unlike provoked by us saying that we don't post on it enough. It's great. <laughs> Look and at that. I think someone like, also, we got a follow. We got uh, Jessica Lewis followed us. I don't know if she actually listens to our, you don't know her. I don't know. I was saying, I do know someone named Jessica Lou. She's a Jessica Lewis. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, we met her in Nashville. No. Yes. Yes. Nashville. Uh, she's mm-hmm. a good friend of the Somervilles. Okay. So I'm afar for audience to not make this just a conversation between me and him. Yep. Uh, he, they're a friend of, uh, really good friends of ours. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, okay. I don't know if she listens often, because I haven't ever seen her, like, interact with our other stuff. Right. But she followed our Instagram, which is a super, like, it's a little high, hard thing to find. Maybe yeah. she saw that, like, Sean and I both followed it. Maybe. That must be it. Maybe. Might be it. I don't know. Possibly. Anyway. Oh, hey, Jessica, if you're listening, hi. If you're not, hi, anyway. Hi, anyway. I guess you can't hear it, but. Hi to everybody else matter. that listens, but we talk to you guys all the time, because yeah, we, we know all of your names. Yep. <laughs> uh... Did I get through all the... Oh, Matt, what should people do? Uh, well, I just told you about the Instagram, so you know about that, Justice Losers Pod. Uh, hit us up on Twitter also. Make Preston write tweets. Yes. Justice Losers Pod at Twitter. At t- dot com. <laughs> yep, Matt knows how to social media. <laughs> I can Facebook, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, do that. Uh, this thing is really close to my face today. Mm-hmm. Let me back it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, still stands for every follower we get on twitter i will post a tweet mm-hmm. and if someone wants to buy a bot farm and just spam us with tens upon ten tens upon tens, tens? of thousands of i was gonna say ten thousands upon ten thousands but i kind of got sidetracked mid phrase i was like that's not right so i was gonna say tens upon tens of thousands of and then you were thinking about the dinner you had last night it was <laughs> just yeah it was a whole mess if you want to buy a bot farm and have all of them subscribe to us then make preston write a lot of tweets go for it It'll That'd make me funny. feel good that we have a lot of followers. Yeah. However, I will know most of them are a Bart Farm now. Bart yeah. Bart Farm? Just a whole bunch of Barts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, Matt, what have you been ch- up to? Several of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, another week, another episode of Yellowstone. Um, I was kind of starting to worry that it was going to kind of meander without really coming to a point, but it's a bunch of disparate plot threads. I think it's the first time I've ever sneezed on the podcast. That okay. was moderately traumatizing. Welcome, welcome to my... You know of my sneezes. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my sneezes if you're not familiar with my very violent sneezes. Uh, That's not even the worst I've had. Did I tell you about the time I slammed my face into a desk by a sneeze? I think you did tell me about I was like laying on time. a desk in school and I sneezed and just like my head went up and then slammed down on the desk. <laughs> like That's it was like bad. quiet and i was like reading and i was just like a chew and so everyone just heard Poon! Ah! <laughs> very nice like out of out of silence it was great brilliant anyway <laughs> yellowstone um so this was the sixth episode i guess and i was kind of starting you to guess worry. or it was it was okay i mean it took me a minute to figure out that it was but up to that point, it kind of seemed like it wasn't really going anywhere. Like, I loved all the little individual threads and the characters and stuff, and just, like, the cinematography and things, but it didn't really seem like it was p- 
pulling together into anything coherent. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, a whole bunch of plot threads are starting to coalesce into oh. real things. It's getting a little House of Cardsy, okay. which is very interesting. Yep. Um, Hopefully, it doesn't end like House of Cards is ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's also kind of in the past. It feels like it's shown a little bit of a reluctance to throw a punch and make it land. Um, like physically? No, like physically there's been plenty of punching. Okay. But is in like actually hurting characters that you care about. But it looks like it may finally be changing that a little bit. Well, yeah, I feel like I, I don't know the show exactly, so I don't know how attached people are to the characters. But you kind of have to give them time to fully get attached to the characters. Well, yeah. It's kind of what I'm doing with D&D &D, where I'm like fighting time to – until they all get sorry, Sean, and also everyone else that listens that is in my campaign, <laughs> waiting till they really love their characters, and I'm just gonna be like, you know what, this character dies. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. If they die, they die. If they don't die, then they don't die. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Matt, continue. Anyway, uh, that's all I had to say on Yellowstone. Okay. Um, I have several other things that I've been up to. Would you like to have been up to of something? Uh, I would like to have been up to the thing that uh, you went to the extent of the adding words yep. that they were there, and I tried and it failed yep uh i am trying okay it's not often that i really like drudge through reading a comic mm -hmm. um but i'm trying to get through men of war which mm -hmm. is it's a whole bunch of it's kind of an anthology thing it's a whole bunch of like single issue stuff of real life people like relatively comic booky mm -hmm. but people in like afghanistan and stuff like present day war okay and it's really cool to see kind of like that there people are making a more of an effort to make a hero out of these people mm -hmm. like out of the actual fucking heroes that are in our real world mm -hmm. um and they're like showing these stories i don't know if they're real stories but the, uh, from someone who has zero experience with actual military like i watched or i played um some of call of duty so i don't know if any of that's accurate kind of doubt it um but a lot of the words and phrases they use seem very military that I haven't heard yet. Mm -hmm. So it's possible they have influence. Uh, but it's not really that interesting. Mm -hmm. And they have a new – it's a new story every time. So I'm never really attached to any of the characters. Okay. Like I don't even know their names at the end of it. I couldn't – there's one – it's like a two-issue thing and each one is split into two parts where it was like Frankenstein agent of shade mm -hmm. was involved with some stuff. So that was kind of interesting. Cause I knew the character, but like mm -hmm. it's all these just random, like infantrymen that like, I don't care about mm -hmm. not to say that I don't care about the actual <laughs> infantry in the, in the world. I absolutely do care about them. They're awesome. And I like them, but these guys, these fictional people, that are literally created to make me like them. I don't like them. And it's, and I spent money on this one. Mm -hmm. Like I actually bought the book. And so it's not like static shock where I spent, where I spent like nine bucks on it, read two issues and like, this is fucking garbage. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to read through it all. Right. And it's staring me in the face because in my stack of books, it's next is the Catwoman when in Rome haunted <laughs> night. Uh, I got Dial H, I've got Sword of Sorcery, and I just got OMAC. So, like, all things mm -hmm. that I really want to read, and then Wonder Woman underneath it to reread that one. Mm -hmm. All these things I really want to read, and I'm like, I just gotta get through this one! <laughs> and I'm reading it, like, one issue at a time, because I just, I'm not yeah. a a a 
attracted enough to keep reading it. Mm -hmm. So I've been drudging through that in the past kind of month and a half. (laughs) Really bad. Uh. I stopped reading halfway through to go to uh, Stormwatch Mm -hmm. and then went back to it. I might do that again. Just like save the last couple issues for when I'm like brave it again. Yeah. But yep, that's what I've been up to. Okay. Well, I've been up to more, but now it's your turn again. All right. Well, speaking of comics uh, and drudgery, a comic that I did not drudge through in the slightest, that I breezed through, was first volume of the Manhattan Projects. That's a thing. That's a thing. It's a uh, image title. Oh, that explains which why I didn't explains know why it. you didn't know it. Yeah. Um, so it's very loose. It's sort of an alternate history set around the Manhattan Project. Um, I gather that much. Yeah. The, the basic premise is that the Manhattan Project was actually a front for even weirder and more secretive science projects involving alternate dimensions and alien empires and stuff like that. So every um, tin hat, every tin foil hat guy's ideas of pretty much well, with the uh, MK Ultra and shit like that. Well, MK yeah. Ultra actually exists. Yeah, that was like a legit thing. Yeah, this is did real quick to completely sidetrack from what our actual podcast is always okay. about. Um, did MK Ultra? MK Ultra was actually what we think it was, right? Where they were doing heavy, heavy drugs to see if it would give kids powers. Something like that. Like that was I actually don't really know the details, but that was like a legit thing. Yeah. Okay, I because I, I know MK Ultra is a physical thing, but I right. didn't know if it was like all this like fictionalized. Uh, imaginations of what it was if that's actually what it was i think because that's pretty yeah. nuts if that's actually what happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy enough yeah um anyway but anyway yeah the manhattan projects is really crazy like the it, it's got all the famous scientists who wrote it uh i don't actually remember here i can pull it up i just had it okay uh so that was really do you want me to go into my uh room. jonathan hickman jonathan hickman oh shit he sounds really familiar what is he what else has he done um he's an if, image guy yeah hold on internet's freaking out okay jonathan hickman oh uh east of west ah th- there you go that's the <laughs> one that I, I was like that name sounds really familiar i wonder where I, oh yeah that mm-hmm. fucking insane book that i oh well i'll talk to it in the news mm-hmm. um but yeah okay so i'm absolutely fucking down for i'll yeah, I mean, Check I'll, that out I'll loan you the first volume at some point, and probably additional ones as I get them. Yeah, and also, like, the injection. We'll, yep. we'll do a trade, because I still need to get you Killer kill Be right. Killed. <laughs> Actually, before that, I'm pretty sure the next volume is out in, like, the next week. Let me buy that, read that, and then because that's the last thing. Okay. They're done. Right. So I will, and then I will lend all that to you. Okay. Look at us making plans while people are listening ha. to us. Yep. This is what you came. This is quality entertainment. <laughs> quality is, entertainment. This is why you're here. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, heartily recommend. It's um, very weird, and it's definitely an image comic. So there's a fair amount of nudity. And- there's not really any nudity so far, Aww. which is kind of disappointing. But there's a fuck on every page. Pretty much, and a <laughs> lot of very graphic violence. Yeah. Um, one of the scientists, I won't specify who, because it's a mild spoiler, uh, is a cannibal. There was a huge edit. chunk that was edited out, so there was probably a really awkward cut, and this is me saying this to forgive that. <laughs> okay, what else have you been up to? Uh, I watched two more episodes of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you, Just as you had warned me, uh, I'm early on in season five, mm-hmm. and it's very much I've been looking at my phone for five minutes and didn't yeah. really realize that I was still watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm waiting till the end of the season when you tell me it gets 
it's, you said some of the best episodes are at the end of season five. Yeah, like it's so annoying. One of my single favorite. Why not make it consistently like good instead of like c- concentrating all of the goodness in one few episodes? Well, that's kind of how the books go too. Like the first three books are great with political intrigue and action and backstabbing and stuff, and then the fourth book just nothing happens. Ugh. and it's kind of boring. I um, am. I am real. I noticed because you mentioned to me a long time ago that like they start to split off in twos. Mm-hmm. The twos are not a, at all what I expected them to be. Yeah, I was expecting it to be like a couple Starks and like a couple of these people and oh, a couple no. like yeah, but it's just like super. It's like the unlikely heroes right. kind of thing. Um, I've also been unpacking and cleaning, and I have a new table, and I have ceiling fans, and my bathroom is still completely destroyed, but most of my kitchen is clean. Uh, our fridge will be coming at some point this week. So I will have a fridge next week. Thrilling stuff, folks. Yep. And I am, I re- highly recommend having a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. You can put beer in there. <laughs> I'm going to christen my fridge with a Blue Apron recipe. That Sponsor. Sounds worthy. Just Sponsor kidding. We're not actually us. sponsored. Sponsor us. Give us money. Give us money so we can give you money. We can give you money. All right. Uh, that's all I've been up okay. to at all. I have several more things still because I've been up to a lot. Okay. Um, I watched two movies. Uh, one of them I kind of teased to you a few days ago. It involves a time-traveling ghost. Oh, yeah. That's right. We literally like, – okay. I want to talk about the conversation that led up to this. So it was uh, – <laughs> We were playing. We were playing a deck building game, which right. also that's what I've been up to. Still, is playing mm-hmm. that always. Um, and there's a concept in it in one of the expansions called time travel. And we like made jokes. You made jokes about time travel. Oh yes. And then we like had a brief little conversation about like, oh no, I brought up like the the stoner statement where it's mm-hmm. like, guys, if time travel ever exists in the future, we are in the optimum present. Right. Because if time travel has ever existed, someone went back and either changed something that was shit. And gave it us, mm-hmm. or they went back, changed something, and then everything got so much worse. So I went back and changed it back. I was like, okay, this is the best one we're gonna get <laughs> because if time travel ever existed. That means like what we remember is after every single time traveling. Yep. And then you're like, but if time travel ever existed, what if we like saw people that time traveled? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of put a few ideas out that like maybe. Um, there's one person that got time travel and he like knew how to do that or whatever. Uh, but then I was like, what if like people are invisible that are time travelers? And like, <laughs> as I was getting to the point, Sean was like, what if ghosts are time travelers? <laughs> and then I was like, I just watched that movie. Yep. And then that movie <laughs> yeah, is a ghost story, uh, which is a super artsy independent movie. Um, Starring Rooney Mara and briefly Casey Affleck until he dies, which is not a spoiler. It's like five minutes in and then comes back as a ghost, but not as like a ooh spooky ghost. Just as like they literally portray it as having a guy walk around under a sheet with eye holes. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That is so low budget. I don't know if it's low budget so much as artsy. It's kind of artsy and it actually it really works in the movie itself i'm not selling this at all and i'm gonna make make it worse one of the emotional climaxes is a four minute still shot of a character eating pie (laughs) (laughs) now i'm kind of interested to see how that works no it's a it's a fascinating movie and it it creates this metaphor that it's really tough to sort of rationalize or put into words but you just 
kind of get on a visceral level. How much you been smoking? Much. No, not at all. We <laughs> we here at Justice Losers do not endorse drugs. Not at None all. Just fucking stay away from drugs, guys. Unless, like, well, weed. Unless it's medical, then do all the drugs yeah. because we want you guys to be healthy. So you can continue listening to us and telling friends. That's important too. Yes. Um, yeah. No, it's a it's a really good movie, and it kind of seemed like it was meandering a little bit, um, like the second or third act, but the very end, like the very last shot is just a wow moment hmm. so really good hardly no, recommend it's it. not going to be most of your speed though like it, most people probably just aren't going to enjoy it because okay. it's it is it's very artsy it's like even the way it's filmed the aspect ratio it's like one of those square oh. frames with the corners rounded who, who's the director uh david lowry he's pretty he's i knew some, a david lowry he was a uh, student teacher for english for me oh. Maybe it's probably the same not guy. him. Probably not probably the same not guy. Him. No. Yeah, he's apparently got some pretty solid indie cred. He's made some well liked stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this one it's really fantastic. Cool. I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. And then the other movie I saw was I finally got around to seeing Ready Player One. Okay, I have been told by a few trusted people that I would hate it. Would I hate it? I don't think so. Really? It's fun. Okay. Uh, the effects are good and it's it's kind of generic and there's some plot threads that go nowhere it's we're not even well, gonna pretend not it's like perfect the people that told me like one of the first people that told me isn't someone who like is familiar with like an- analyzing any of that stuff mm-hmm. just from like in my opinion from what i can see uh, like in the trailers and stuff and i watched a few scenes on youtube mm-hmm. i think i would hate it because of the forced everything like everything is a is a reference and it's just like i mean it's exactly uh, what it is i don't even think so much like it's okay. it's not like the book where it's just reference upon reference upon here's this obscure 80s arcade game it's it focuses much more tightly on the story and it completely changes from the book like okay. literally everything is different basically um but it it works I'm not gonna say I loved it, but it was it was an entirely enjoying enjoying enjoying. I thought you did it on purpose. It came out so fluently. Uh, I enjoyed it perfectly fine. It was a nice little diversion. Okay, I might check it out if it's ever free. Yeah, yeah, worth a shot. Uh, I also started two new TV shows because that's the kind of person I am. Which ones? Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Which is the Hulu original. Just yep. watched the first episode last night, actually. Okay. And that's a really well-made first episode. Okay. I, I It's on my list of things to watch because yeah. Sean watched it and yeah. she wants me to watch it. Maybe I'll watch it with her. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. watch it with you, Sean, if you had asked me. Mm-hmm. This is my test to see if she still listens or just says she listens. <laughs> okay. I, I, um, I don't really buy the world building yet, but it feels like there's a lot of elements that haven't been introduced. Mm-hmm. But it's... From a technical standpoint, it's so far, I mean, I've seen one episode, so yeah, that's all I can say, but really good from a technical standpoint. It communicates a ton with very little, and mm-hmm. a lot of that comes down to the fact that Elizabeth Moss can act circles around anybody on the planet, basically. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of good performances from other people. Uh, Alexis Bladell is actually in it. I don't know who that is. She's the Gilmore Girl. 
I, the younger one. Never saw that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you used a reference to explain something that I don't know, but I don't know the reference either. Right. So. You'd probably recognize her face. Probably. Saw it, but don't worry about it. Uh, and it's also what I like is it's got a lot of thematic threads that feel like they can pull together and make a really nice sweater. See, I can do metaphors too. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no, but like it, I mean, I don't know how the next almost two full seasons is going to go, but it seems like it has a very solid, very deliberate thematic core that it's trying to expand off of and explore from a bunch of different directions. Mm-hmm. And so if it does that, I'm going to be very excited because then it will be okay. great. We're at 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> get any of our, any of our topic out, we might want to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, other one, show? the other one I started was the walking dead. Oh shit. Yeah. How shit. Yeah. What do you think? Um, two episodes in. That's good. It gets really good, like, towards the end, like, as, yeah, no, like, kind of middle to the end of the first season, it gets mm-hmm. really good. It, Second and third season, just pu- fucking push through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just push through it. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, it seems like the people behind it are still finding their feet at this point, a couple mm-hmm. episodes in, but I like the concept, and it's pretty yeah. well made. And looking forward to keeping watching that. There's there's a few characters that you're really going to enjoy, and then, like, it, I don't know, I'll have to go back and watch the original shows to mm-hmm. but um some get really good it's walking dead the further you get the more kind of for a person it is like it's more mm-hmm. like oh this show is like for this kind of person it's not like for the fans but it's like some people really enjoy it some people don't and it gets more so okay. some people are getting more and more and more into it and some people are just like nope okay too much what happened to the zombies now it's just people killing people and there's there's all the there's this huge theory not theory really it's more of like confirmed like mm-hmm. this is what's happening, um, but you'll realize it's getting more of like people versus people because the zombies are dying mm-hmm. and it's also now just more po- post apocalyptic mm-hmm. where it is people and bad people and good people and worse people and better people and then them fighting so okay but for now it's just all zombies it's everyone afraid of zombies all right and more zombies. Well, I will keep people updated as I okay. go through that for the next like year, probably. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's all I've been up to. Okay. Uh, news. It's been kind of a quiet news week. It has. Uh, the first thing I heard from Sean, who heard that the writers of Saga are taking a break. I never researched it. I don't know if they're stopping Saga temporarily uh, or there's other writers coming into fill-in because they've been doing saga for what? They're at like 70 something now. Uh, I like yeah, I think so. Uh, but, uh, that's what I heard. And it's kind of disappointing. Well, not really disappointing. Like I understand that they need to take a break. Oh, it's 54 issues right now. Okay. Um, Oh, that's Brian Vaughn. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, he might be working on something. He might be taking a break to work on something else. Okay. That's possible. I, I'm not finding any verification that it's stopping, but... Okay. It might have been, like, a reference somewhere that it's... Because it's not, like, huge, giant news. Yeah. But it's it's probably not that they're canceling it or they're putting on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. It might just be they're switching director, switching writer or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, there's that. There is... Uh, 
guy who I'm not entirely comfortable with directing a Green Lantern movie is possibly on board for directing a Green Lantern movie. Who is the guy? Uh, Chronicle. Oh, uh, Josh Trank? Josh Trank. Okay. He did Fantastic Four. Yeah, but that was a movie that was butchered by the studio. Okay. Chronicle's really solid. I know. I I, I watched Chronicle when it first came out, but that was before when I was just like, oh, yay, fucking things flying cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, he strikes me as the sort of individualistic creative type that could make a really good movie if they give him a chance. Okay. Can he do space? We have no idea. All right. He, I looked on his IMDb, and he's got like seven movies under his belt. Really? Yeah. I thought Chronicle was kind of his first one, and then he did a Vamp Four Stick, and that's pretty much it. Everyone. He has like him someone shot that. this lady or something, and then like Let's has see. has the. Uh, um, Al Capone movie coming out with oh yeah that but yeah, he's yeah. got a really small IMDb list yeah like Chronicles his first movie then Fantastic Four he did one short in 2007 and yeah. a few TV episodes yep super short so okay. if he just hasn't like gotten his feet steady what words I put like six different <laughs> phrases in one um but that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've really heard of anything. Uh, Sherlock season five is being is returning. I don't think I'm excited about that. I have not season... seen the show. Apparently, it's really good, but season four was really bad. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. A couple I'm... trailers. We got the new Venom trailer. Yep, new Venom trailer. Week. Uh, looks good. We actually hear him talk and kind of like be dark humor, like mm-hmm. you're yeah. gonna roll down the hill like a turd. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of people hate that line and kind of hate this trailer, but I think this looks like a definite step in the right direction. Well, but like, uh, so the people that hate it are they the people who are familiar with Venom? Is this something that's very Venomy, or is this kind of like taking creative liberties with the character? Um, I'm not really sure. I'm sure they're taking some liberties, uh, but I think. That regardless of how true this is to Venom, the comics character, I think it represents a step in the right direction because this is a movie that's not going to work if it's generic Mm -hmm. or um, feels like a mass-produced Hollywood movie. It needs to be weird. It needs to be out there. It needs to do some very strange things. It needs to have lines like a turd rolling in the wind. Yeah. It looks like it. Yeah. I think it looks fun. I'm excited. I'm not yeah. like super stoked like I was for the first trailer. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a step back from the first trailer. Yeah, but I'm still really excited. Yeah, like we get more venom than I expected we would get. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a movie that could absolutely just completely fall apart and be a total train wreck. But it'll be a fun train wreck even if it is. Yeah, and I think there's every possibility that it'll be entirely fine as a movie. I saw someone complain that like the look is different. Like they they're look still good. figuring out the CGI. No, it's a different frame. <laughs> they were like, his eyes are bigger and his tongue is sticking out. It's like they're. It's like no, he was literally talking, so his eyes were moving around and his tongue was going in and out. It's a fucking different frame. It's I like taking a person who's that. looking left and then looking right, and it's like, oh, the guy snapped his neck backwards. It's like fucking what? <laughs> Chill uh... out. Yeah, you're like. It's people like that who are looking for tiny little things that are and like twisting them to be like this is gonna be bad. Yeah. Like I do the thing that's I do opposite of that where I look for tiny little things in the Titans trailer and I'm like this is gonna be okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, on that slight note, 
uh, news came out. Okay. Fuck, what's his name again? Uh, Zack Snyder needs to keep his goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> he has been coming out lately and, like, been saying, oh, these are the plans that I've had for the future and stuff. Like, one of them was like, that wasn't the real Doomsday. It's like, no, yes, it was. You just hated the backlash that people got because that was not Doomsday. Right. And you're like, oh, the real Doomsday's out there. It's like, fuck off. Uh, you literally called him the Doomsday. Yeah. You, you can't dance around that and pretend that that. You can't retcon that. This isn't comic books where you can just retcon randomly adding Mon-El because Superboy doesn't exist in that continuity mm-hmm. anymore. So now you have this random character that's exactly like Superboy. <laughs> Sorry, little history thing yep. happened. Um, and then he came out, what, like last week mm-hmm. and said that the dead Robin was Dick Grayson. Fuck off! My dad listeners. heard that. Sorry, Dad. Um, the listeners appreciate it. I'm sure you pushing the mic away <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> he was going to do so much wrong with that universe. More wrong. Conceive of, I did not conceive that you could go more wrong. Like, you had a dead Joker that was obviously killed by the... Or de- uh, dead Robin that was killed by the Joker. Obviously, it's Jason Todd. Right. Like impossible that it's not oh it's dick grayson what are you doing yeah why why would you have dick grayson be killed when there literally is a robin that was killed and came back i don't know fuck off Zack snyder i'm so glad he's gone (laughs) he cannot touch a single dc movie from this point on unless it's a uh adaption of a story and it just like a self-contained thing like Watchmen or 300, where it's just a story. Right. Like, do... Goddamn... I, I'm out. I don't know. Do, like, a East of West movie. That's an image, but... Hmm? Like, if you have source material and you stick to the source, source material, you make a pretty good movie. Yeah. Don't don't be creative with Actually, comic books. thinking about it, he might be a solid choice for Kill or Be Killed. Yeah? Darkness? Yeah. He could... I think he could probably pull off... I've read one issue, but I think you could <laughs> probably pull off the stylization. Yeah. Yeah. That might, that might work. I dig it. Okay. Fan, fan, fan choice. Fan pick. Yep. All right. So that was that, that news. Uh, it, 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 like actually enraged me. Mm-hmm. We also got like an actual Iron Fist season two trailer, not just a oh, little yeah. teaser thing. Yep. And we do see the yellow. That's yep. The we thing do that see the yellow about. mask. That's what you're talking and about. And it looks right? not the worst. That's, it did exactly. It looked like exactly what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, oh, it's part of his like, uh, his traditional garb. Mm-hmm. It's not something. It's like, oh, this is my costume. Yeah. But I don't know him in the comics. Like, if that's what the same thing is, it's like, oh, this is my costume. Like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Or if it was part of his traditional garb that he was like, I'm wearing this. Might as well just wear it. Yeah, I think um, it's more that. I don't know. Colleen Wing is there. Good. <laughs> don't get rid of the person who <laughs> made the first season somewhat watchable. <laughs> she made her parts watchable she made she was great yeah like it was like two different shows it was like calling wing and then fucking garbage yeah <laughs> well i yeah I, I don't have any reason to be anything less than at least mildly optimistic so far yeah it looks totally fine maybe he'll get more pacifist pacifisty yeah well like like i said he's in one episode of luke cage season two there's basically like a Oh, let's drag Iron Fist into this for a classic Power Man and Iron Fist team up. Mm -hmm. And it works. Like, it actually feels like sort of a more... Did they fight? 
Yes, but it's sort of like a play fighting, like Danny's trying to. No, I was talking about like, did they fight other people? Oh yes. Oh okay. And it looked fine. Okay. Like I. Did he use his fist only to open a door? I think he did use it to open a door, but I think he also used it on people. Okay. Uh, Good. Did the people die? I don't think so. I think it was more of a punch the ground and fly away type of thing. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, trailers look fine. I'm mildly optimistic cautiously yeah sure that's i mean it's i'm i'm about as like optimistic with this one as i am hopeful for titans mm-hmm. so like the trailer okay different different like, apples and oranges but the trailer looks terrible for titans but i'm excited mm-hmm. that there's live action like hawk and duff who the fuck puts hot and du- hawk and duff let's see what they can yeah. do because no one knows the sure. avatars of war and peace go hank and dawn yep it is a female dawn that's right Okay. D A W N. Right. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the menu, uh, we have official confirmation that we're also going to get Daredevil season three before yeah, the end of the year. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that you'd be excited. That one I'm very excited about. I love that show. I love that they're at least taking inspiration from Born Again, which is like the iconic Daredevil storyline. Yeah. And so, before the end of the year, I'm guessing probably November. Yeah, probably. Because I think they release sort of every three months. Well, we have one coming out in September. Right, and then three months would give us November. Punisher came out in November last year. September, October, November, December, September, October, November, December. So probably December holidays? I would guess earlier. Uh, I'm going to say holidays. Okay. Let's see. I would would guess November, around the same time as Punisher. So I'll just say December then. Okay. I'm going to give myself a general. All right. Anyway, that's happening. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Ozark Season 2 trailer, mm-hmm. which I kind of forget how weird of a show that is. Like, it f- it does not feel remotely real, uh-huh. but it's really enjoyable. So, see how that goes? Yeah. I'm excited it's coming back. I really like the first season. I need to watch the first season. Yep. First season. Yep. Uh, Ewan McGregor promises Dr. Sleep. To be very faithful to the original novel. Okay. That I don't is know what that big is. Big news. That's the sequel to The Shining. That explains why the picture is red rum. <laughs> I was like, Dr. Sleep. Uh, that's. I'm pretty sure this is from The Shining, but okay. <laughs> uh, DC Stephen King crossover confirmed. Oh. <laughs> I thought you actually said that. I, like, that no. was actually, I'm like, what? <laughs> um, all right. Okay. That's all the news-ish. I think so. What are we talking about today, Mitchie? We are talking about the various rating systems that exist for movies online, and specifically why one of them is terrible. And that one that's terrible is IMDb. I'm just kidding. Nah, IMDb's fine. Yeah. And also, we're going to kind of go more general, because there's a few things I want to talk about, but like, should critics exist? Mm-hmm. Should they be flapping their flapping their gums at people and saying, hey... I mean, we literally do that. Right. But we'd is... like to just talk about it. Mm-hmm. We don't say, like, no, nah, I'm not going to get hypocritical. We, we f- straight up yeah. fucking do that. We're, we're, we're critics yeah. of a sort. But we don't get paid for it. Right. That's not our actual job. Right. So there's the difference. Uh, so we'll start with your thingy. Matt. Me. How do you want to do this? Well, well that, was a D, that was a D&D thing. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Describe how you want to kill me. Um. Please. Don't, don't actually. See. I would like to backflip off the ceiling and stab you in the nose. So particular. Yep. <laughs> All right. Precisely it. 
Okay, here we go. Clatter, clatter, clatter. Flip, dab. Ah! This okay. joke was dumb. <laughs> this bit's over. Um, yeah, so there's kind of a variety of different rating systems out there to judge a movie's quality. Uh, kind of the big three that came to my mind when I was thinking about this episode were IMDb, as you mentioned, like the user ratings. Metacritic. Metacritic. Yes. And Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. And I think all three have their pluses and minuses. Some more pluses than minuses, some more minuses than pluses. Yep. So... I guess let's kind of just go through these and All right, see well, what we think. I don't know how these things are actually like done and mm-hmm. why they're all different. So tell me how IMDb works. Basically, if you have an account on IMDb, you can go in and rate any movie you want on a 1 to 10 scale. Okay. It's pretty straightforward. It's kind of an intuitive number. You look at it, you say, um, well, for a frame of reference, they have like their two, top 250 list. Mm-hmm. constantly um and 8.0 is usually about the bottom of that list okay so 8.0 means that this is a really good movie uh the highest is usually somewhere between 9 and 9.2 and that usually alternates between shawshank redemption pulp fiction uh godfather one, one godfather one, two. two and dark knight yep those are kind of the five that cycle through that and i, I know think, i have my top 1000 yes, movies you know you know this <laughs> I'm explaining this for the listeners, you fool. Oh, sorry. I forgot yeah. we were doing this for other people. I say sounding so incredibly sarcastically, but we're actually doing that for other people. Yeah, no. That's actually more for us because it's therapeutic. Yeah, anyway. mostly. Um, anyway, yeah, I think it's useful. It's very intuitive. So that's more of like, this is about the average of what the people are saying. This is what people think of this movie. Yeah. Just your sort of average everyday people, but also like your pretty serious movie watchers will go on. Yeah, there. and I, I rate everything think, I see on. IMDb. Do you think more of the serious movie people that like kind of critique movies internally do that more than actual just casual movie goers? I think there's probably a lot either way. Okay, just because there's a lot that goes into it, and I don't know exactly how the breakdown's going to work out. Yeah, but I would guess that there's just more people in general that are casual moviegoers but invested enough to actually have an account and yeah. rate it what if and i wanted to say this save this to the end i just came up so i want to save it to the end but i will totally forget it before the end mm-hmm. what if we had a rating system that you can put in like it's like a, a whole bunch of like uh like characteristics of what you watch a movie mm-hmm. for or like what how how you watch a movie mm-hmm. and you can get different ratings by the same people. So like if you're just like casual movie goer mm-hmm. and you're just like you never really read into it, you don't really talk about it with people, you just go watch a movie to enjoy it. Like my friend Dwayne does that. I hate the ghost story cuz I don't understand it. Yeah. What's it a metaphor for? Why is that man under a sheet? So like people who don't really care for like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They can do that. They can go in, find a rating that's by other people like that. Mhm. As opposed to going in, so like you go and, uh, let's say, um, what's a movie that's like really like that, that really makes you think? Mm, just really out there and obscure. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think like really quickly. I mean, Ghost Story is up there in terms of more obscure stuff that I've seen. How about Get Out? Get Out kind yeah, of that was that was pretty popular. Uh, well, but like it makes you think. Well, yeah. Kind of. 
let's just say that. Let's just like, okay. like a movie that makes you think that like it's it's all like more of like kind of metaphors and mm-hmm. or like ex machina. Okay. It's kind of like a like a it's a little existential. More yeah. Uh, so you would go in and you'd see that it's like really good. If you like to think about movies, you'd see that it's really good. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person that goes to like watch like really just Avengers wham wham slam people say some funny things, mm-hmm. it would probably be pretty low rating, so you'd be like, Oh, okay, that's not interesting right. to me. And there's stuff like that. There's like recommended for you. Mm-hmm. But that's more of like this is what an algorithm recommends for you based right. on other movies you watch. But what would other people say about this movie? Because like yeah. you, get, you get recommended for you on a type of movie, not on the quality of the movie. Right. So what if we had that kind of system where you're like, um, well, like, I guess there's kind of that kind of stuff where you can like look up a movie that makes you think. Yeah. And then you get ratings. But like. I mean, there's. I guess what I'm saying is that like people who don't like that kind of movie rate it low, despite right. it being potentially objectively a good movie. Right. And we're gonna have that conversation. We'll, we'll have that conversation eventually. But like, just because that person didn't like it, they rated it like a one star. Mm-hmm. So when you go in, it's got a lower rating, and you're like, eh, apparently it's pretty bad. Right. Even though it's really good. Right. For what it is. So. I'm not sure. I think I think you sacrifice sort of the simplicity of the model there. And I think there's something to be said for just having, this is kind of what everyone thinks about this. And sort of if you, I think everyone kind of has an intuitive understanding. And it would be kind of unfair to say intellectuals like this, (laughs) dumb fucks don't. (laughs) Right. Um, There's a a website, I think it's called Taste, or sort of a, a company. Tasty? Taste. Tasty? Tasty. Tasty made? Tasty freeze. What? I was thinking Tasty made the BuzzFeed <laughs> channel. I don't even know what Find that your is. five-minute recipes there. No, I won't. Uh, so what they do is you go in and you rate. They, they just have you give you a whole bunch of movies when you sign up and you go through and you're like, okay, either I haven't seen this or you rate it. It's either like I loved this, I liked this, eh, or I hated this. Uh-huh. And then based on that, it sort of builds a profile and it has like an internalized algorithm of all these different Netflix characteristics. Netflix used to have that. Yeah, Netflix used to do that. Um, I wish they still did. Right. I think they sort of still do with, like, whatever you give thumbs up, thumbs down, but I can't imagine that it's a more precise system now. Yeah. Um, but I think I think taste is probably pretty good. Right. I'm, I'm on it. I go on every few months and add a few more movies to my profile to <laughs> see if it's getting better. And, like, the movies it spits out, I'll watch some of them sometimes, and it's like, yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. And but some, is it like sometimes you'll get a pretty – mediocre garbage one i haven't found that yet okay yeah it's it, it seems like it, it seems like it generally works pretty well okay um but i think i think it's definitely also important to just have sort of a very generalized this is what everyone thinks about this movie yeah everyone thinks the dark knight's great except for a few people that are just contrarian for the sake of being contrarian yeah um it it's a system that has its limitations of course there's plenty of accusations out there that companies will just hire people or spam accounts to send numbers i'm not sure if there's official documentation on that or mm-hmm. if that's just people that are contrarian and think that the dark knight isn't actually that universally beloved yeah right um but it doesn't seem like an illegitimate thing because imdb is very much like the populist you go there and you're like oh this movie's 7.5 that's pretty good yeah okay uh so what does metacritic do metacritic 
takes an aggregation of as many reviews from like legitimate serious reviewers and critics as it can find and basically rates them on a it takes whatever rating they give them and puts it onto a one to a hundred scale so if you give it uh three and a half stars out of five that would be like a 70 mm-hmm. and so it translates everything into that one to a hundred scale and then and averages then, them and then averages them i think it might weight it depending on the credibility gotcha so like, stuff like yeah, that roger ebert is like up there and right matt dalthorpe is like really low yeah i don't i wouldn't <laughs> even qualify <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so that comes up with more of like a, a critical representation of how how good the movie is more from like a technical standpoint. But they, they're also people that understand that movies are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like Mission Impossible Fallout is something like an 86 mm-hmm. on Metacritic, which is really high. Really? Yeah, if a movie's above about 80, you're like, well... I might just have to watch that just because it's that good. Yeah. Okay. They have um, the way they do it is they color code everything, so everything above a sixty is green, meaning it's generally pretty well liked by critics. Mm-hmm. Um, forty to fifty nine is yellow, yellow, and then everything below forty is red. Is Catwoman? Catwoman's like a nine. Yeah. It's really far down. You're really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. So that one's definitely more critical, and that one's for people, I guess, who. Would, I think the the disconnect between that one would be people who don't watch movies for the intellect of it. Right. Like, A Ghost Story, to go back to that example, is low to mid-80s, I think, on Metacritic. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's about 6.9 on IMDb. Yeah. And you have to realize the average IMDb rating for a movie is like 6.7 or 6.8. Okay. So, um, the average person it's probably not the average person thinks it's mediocre it's probably a bunch of people really like it a bunch of people really hate it yeah but it looks like an average movie but then the critics are like okay this is actually a really good movie and so if i'm trying to pick out a movie usually i'll look at both the imdb and the metacritic number Mm -hmm. and i'll be like okay according to the critics this is objectively a good movie according to people this is a really enjoyable movie that seems like that's like a mission impossible yeah something really enjoyable something a little more artsy critic will be higher um there's plenty of stuff uh something a bit like avengers will be like low on medic what's what is avengers Avengers are all like in the 60s which is a little weird to me well it's because they're not like really complicated movies well yeah but like civil war is i think i think the first iron man's 80 um Civil War is high 70s on Metacritic. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a correlation between the rating and, like, its political stance. Oh, I'm I am absolutely sure that there is. Okay. And Because um, critics are going to be biased. Yeah. And just inherently like stuff. I think there's a premium on Cause like, certain av- themes. Avengers is like, hey, there's aliens. Let's fight them. But then, mm-hmm. like, Civil War is like, hey – should we be it's like a it's like a giant metaphor for gun control essentially sort of yeah but it's um yeah and so um one other trick i use is if i want to find a movie that's going to be really underrated i look for a movie that's relatively low rated but has comparable critic and user ratings Mm -hmm. and i'm not entirely sure why that even works but it's really successful like europa report is one of those it's like 6.5, 6.7, something mm-hmm. like that. Pretty average, a little below average maybe. Um, Metacritic is comparable, mid-60s huh. maybe. 
I love that movie. That's that weird. A great sci-fi movie. Um, the Trust. It looks like another generic Nicolas Cage bad movie because he's broke now. Um, it's really good. He's a it's a buddy cop with him and Elijah Wood in Vegas, and they huh. do a heist, and it's has no right being any good, but it is. And that one, it's like kind of mid fives on hmm. IMDb and uh, mid fifties in Metacritic, and just really underrated. Okay. So I'm not sure why that works, but it has for me. Because you're crazy, I guess. That's the answer. I don't know. It might just be something with my brain that I especially like movies that, for whatever reason, sit in that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I think that both of those are useful numbers, but they have their limitations. Um, IMDb, it's very general. It's just this is what everyone thinks. You can't really specify it to taste. And then critics is going to yeah. be a little more esoteric, a little more tailored to people that watch movies more seriously, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right, so last one, and we're at 50 minutes, so we're probably not going to get to the other. We can save those for another. Oh, yeah. No, that was – I wanted that to hold be, be a whole separate thing because okay, yeah, I have that. dozens of points on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, last one is the, the Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. The and tomato I know how meter. that works, and I know why it's bad. Would you like to explain how it works? So Rotten Tomatoes, basically, you can people go in and they rate it on a 1 to 10 scale mm-hmm. or 1 to 100 scale. 10 scale basically yeah and then it will give you the percentage of people that rated it above a 60 mm-hmm. right i think so so basically if everyone thinks it's like a 55 like it's it's okay Fine. it's like a zero like this is the worst movie ever right but if everyone thinks it's slightly better than that so it's like a 63 a decent movie it's like 100 percent, go see it yeah. and you, everyone goes in and they're like but it's all right. I don't yeah. get why it says 100%. Yeah. So don't trust those things. Yeah. It's kind of an inefficient system. Like the um, Because of the, the lack of clarity, you don't know. You don't have an actual number. This yeah. is what people think. It's like this percentage of people think it's, it's good. It's mediocre or better. Yeah. And I think there is a place for it, mostly because it has the most effective branding. Like, yeah. you see movies, and you go into a movie theater, and the posters, they'll have the certified yeah, fresh certified sticker. Fresh. If I think it's more than 80% of critics so give 80, it a positive rating. Oh, 80% of critics. Yeah. Okay. Because the critics give them, like, rotten or, or fresh. Right. So, like, that's different. That's a binary thing that critics give, right? Right. Well, it's, it's still, it's staking the same thing. It's like, it's saying, here's an arbitrary point. I don't think it's even critics going in saying, I think this is a fresh movie or a rotten movie. Oh, I think okay. they pick some arbitrary point on a scale that's similar to the Metacritic one. Yeah. And they say, okay, if it's above this point, it's fresh. If it's below, it's rotten. Gotcha. And so they say, okay, if it's more than, I think it's 80% or it might be 90%. Uh-huh. I don't remember the number. They say, okay, this is certified fresh. And I think that's useful because it's a great branding thing for saying, this is probably actually a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but that's about the only use for it, I think. And I think it gets way too much attention. Like you, yeah. you look at all these movie news websites and stuff and they'll be like, well, look at the Rotten Tomatoes score on this. And it's like, I don't want to, <laughs> it's not a great way of comparing movies. Yeah. Like I can go on IMDb and I can compare Godfather two to Godfather three. And I can say, okay, 9.0 versus 7.7 or whatever it is. And be yeah. like, okay two is definitively better than three that looks like it's a pretty solid consensus there basically the only thing i ever see from it is if there's like a like a between a 60 and a 70 i'm like 
all right, so between 60 and 70% of people think it's good. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's probably mediocre. Right. So, like, it's only useful for mediocre medio- – right. it's mediocrity. Yeah. And it's just like it, uh, Rotten Tomatoes will tell you if it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you if it's bad or great. I also like relying on it for when movies just get nothing but negative reviews. <laughs> like, do you remember uh, Gotti earlier nope. this year? Okay. So that came out. It was a um, biopic of John Gotti, who was a mobster. Um, John Travolta in the lead role. And I think it's gone up since. But the first week it came out, it was sitting at 0% in Rotten Tomatoes. That's always fun. Yeah, no positive reviews whatsoever. That is amazing. Um, just to back it up, the Metacritic score is low 20s, I think. Hmm. So, not so a... some people think it's okay. Some people think it's not the worst movie ever yeah. made. Yeah. Um, generally, really badly received. And But again, that could be that everyone thought it was like a 55. Like, I'm... I saw it. It wasn't a complete waste of my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the marketing team actually leaned into that. They're like, look at this. The critics think this is terrible, but the audiences, and they took the audience score number. I think they cherry-picked a point to make it look higher than it was. <laughs> it's like, look at the audience score is so much higher. People actually like this movie. Yeah. And people actually went and saw it. And there were a few people that were like, yeah, it's okay. And there were a few that were like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um. But I just thought that was kind of a whole funny incident. Okay. Playing off the divide between the the, the critics and the and we can yep we can probably get into that episode maybe next week. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of lean into that. So I like kind yeah. of lead into that instead of mm-hmm. doing what we expected to. Give me more time to watch the last movie for that. For that episode. Yep. Uh, I, this is your this is your yeah, episode. Yeah, this is kind of so, my thing. Yes, yeah, so this is your episode. So you. Any other things? That yeah. Gonna... I did have one other thing that I wanted to mention, which is that throw everything I just said out the window when it comes to TV shows. Okay. Because none of the metrics make any sense on TV shows, it seems like. How so? Um, well, I don't know the actual number, but on IMDb, it seems like the average rating for TV shows right around 8.0, uh-huh. uh, which I think is mostly an artifact of you watch one or two episodes you don't like a show, you turn it off, you're not going to rate it. You feel yeah. like you haven't seen enough to rate it. If you actually stick with it and watch it all the way through, then you probably That's like very it fair, yeah. It, which I think is why that is so much higher. Um, but it also means it's really hard to tell how good a show is because it's only watched by people that like it. Mm-hmm. And so there can be a show on there that's like 8.4, 8.5, and it's a terrible show. It's just only people that are going to like that sort of thing are going to watch it. And then rate it high, yeah. Right. Um so how would you watch? For, how would you look for ratings for a TV show? Mostly, I just don't even bother. Huh. Like even the Metacritic ratings, I don't understand how they get to them. What for if you TV went to shows. the first episode rating? I don't think it would. I no, don't think it would make no. a difference. Because like, a few occasions will be people like me who watch the Arrow and the Flash for way too long to have it like mm-hmm. scarred of like oh this is just really bad. Mm-hmm. So I would easily go in there and be like this is shit. All yeah. of this is shit. But mm-hmm. I watched it all all the way through, not all the way through, because like I am a DC fanatic and I'll take what I can get almost at this point. Yeah, yeah. you're invested enough to have watched it all. You have legitimate grounds to rate it. And I watched I like beat in the butt. I watched like six or seven episodes of Arrow. I was like I'm not enjoying this. I'm just gonna stop watching. I don't feel like I have good grounds to rate it because there's like what 
six seasons now yeah. something like that yeah i i have not seen like a twelfth of the show so far i can't really comment on it so that's going to artificially drive up its rating and yeah. it's also going to make it much less usable gotcha um so don't look at ratings for tv shows then yep um i think i just don't understand how critics watch tv shows because uh well daredevil season one is like a low 70s on metacritic yeah and i'm like this is some of the best content i have ever seen be it movie or tv or whatever yeah this is up there i don't know why this is above average admittedly but not great Mm -hmm. i don't get it i just have a total disconnect from how all that works maybe it's like a disconnect in them that they like don't really decipher between tv shows and movies so they have like movie expert level expectations mm-hmm. they're like the plot drags on yeah because it's like i don't 30 hours of material i don't think so because i've also <laughs> like i've gone in to try to just actually read some tv reviews and i i don't even get some of the points i don't understand where mm-hmm. they're coming from and i don't know if i'm just stupid or if there's that big of a disconnect in tv yeah so, it might just be something that we're not familiar with because we do movies. Right. Like, I'll watch TV shows, but yeah. I'll be the first to admit that I haven't seen a lot. Yeah. I basically, I mean, I grew up without a TV. I didn't start watching shows until I got to college and got, like, Netflix account and an Amazon account and stuff. Yeah. So, it might know. just be that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm kind of interested. Oh, my God, I'm tired. Sleepy, sleepy, Woo! man. Uh. I'm going to go read some of those reviews and see kind of like what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just, it's it's very interesting. I will say this, though. You will? I will say this, though. Shows that are universally disliked, you can tell on IMDb. For example, Iron Fist Season 1. No one's a fan of that, really. No. It's 6.7. 6? Six, what? Again, it's like TV shows are so weird the metrics are but that's six point sound seven out of a hundred maybe <laughs> or six point seven boom no it's or like six point seven like <laughs> days that i wasted on that yeah but that's like a full point below anything else in the in the menu hmm. i think luke cage is or was at 7.5 after the first season yeah which iron is solid but uh iron, iron fist. fist is the worst think inhumans is actually quite a bit worse on, uh, the, on the number i think it's in the fives but i'm not gonna look it up uh i don't even <laughs> but like i watched iron fist so i know how bad it right is. <laughs> i'm not gonna put myself through God. In- who is that i gotta find that guy and then just be like hey go like read some books on how to make a show yeah do something else maybe he's a really great chef maybe so maybe it's gordon ramsay maybe that's the guy who's doing it I think he would probably do a better job. <laughs> well, uh, shallst we? Well, I think we've said stuff, so we probably better shallst. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm doing a voice. Fix your face. <laughs> Pisses me off. <laughs> Don't think what's over here is fixable. It's Aww. well past that point. Uh, no, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode where we didn't know what we were talking about till yesterday, basically. And so yeah. we kind of just rambled about ratings and i've been cleaning my house and unpacking all day so i'm very tired right and i I apologize for my yawning and my for some reason got like four hours of sleep i just couldn't sleep last night rough episode yep oh well 
we've made points, I guess. Win you, some, you'll lose some. If you have contributions to make and tell us we're stupid, if you have a rating system that you look at to judge if you think a movie's going to be good, if you want to watch a movie, what do you what do you go look at? Do you go look at the IMDb score? Do you go to Rotten Tomatoes? Do you come to us? Do you come to us? Yeah, tell us. I'm I'm kind of curious how where where do people go? To... Where do normal where do simpletons go get their <laughs> Where do the peasants go to get their information on movies? Do you go listen to the town crier? No, Mission Impossible opens. Great movie. Oh, I love the the critics can't stop talking about this movie. It's like, that could be good and bad. They were sure talking about Gotti. Bring that one back. Because the the reason (laughs) when I watched that was like the spy who dumped me. The critics can't stop talking about this movie. It's like they could just be going like, this movie's really bad. Like it's like with us with Iron Fist, mm-hmm. we can't stop talking about how bad Iron Fist is. <laughs> it's ingrained. That's critics not not able to stop talking about the thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Like, it's constantly like it's so bad. Yep. No, but maybe we'll come back and revisit this topic in a mo- more coherent fashion if we can get people to tell us how they approach yep. trying to find a good movie. Yep, yep, yep. Um. So if you have thoughts on that, you could technically comment on soundcloud but we those are harder to read so yep. you could also go to our facebook or our twitter we're justice losers at Straight up post on twitter our wall on facebook com. like that's yeah kind of what we it's a great way to reach us we're on there a lot so yeah mm-hmm. literally all, all the time mm-hmm. like my phone i get notifications when things happen i get more i get notifications when things don't happen yeah because it's like hey people haven't heard from you in a fu- for a while it's like <laughs> it's been a fucking week back off yeah stupid facebook yep trying to get me to run my business yep what business business are we getting profit on this my business model is just garbage yep uh don't forget to check out our brand new instagram justice losers pod yes where we will post hideous pictures of us hideous pictures of us uh maybe things that we reference i still gotta post that picture of the mm-hmm. the fox getting beat up yep um things we reference things we're doing that are you know related to you guys yep. so like hey we're at the movie theater content content yep. uh maybe i don't know I'll, I'll post a picture when i actually like get editing on the uh booze and booze and the drunk master mm-hmm. sure so, thing you'll see you'll see some stuff that's yep. where we'll keep that's probably where we'll keep you updated the day-to-day stuff yeah so this is what a day in our lives looks like really please send boring. care packages what please send care packages we are so <laughs> sad uh well thanks tell a friend tell a friend that yep don't forget to like and subscribe and follow and leave reviews and do the things for the various listening mediums yep okay bye 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 bye